and thank you for tuning in. Welcome to a new episode of the Passion for Technology podcast by EBB Electronic. Welcome to the Passion for Technology podcast. Car manufacturers in Europe complain that the expansion of our electric car charging infrastructure is not progressing fast enough. ACEA, the European Automobile Manufacturers Association, expects demand for 7 million connections in Europe by 2030, far more than the 3.9 million charging points planned by policymakers. The high demand for charging stations is also accompanied by rapid developments in charging and battery technology. So what can be done to ensure that charging station manufacturers can quickly serve the market with up-to-date technology? Today, I'll be discussing all of the above, and our guest is André Orel, who is Director of the City and Infrastructure Segment at EBV Electronic. Hi, André. Hello, Mustafa. André, you've been with us before, right? Yes. Yeah, this is our second podcast that we're, we're recording together. So let's move on right to my first question. So, André, why is it so important to reduce the time it takes for a new charging station to arrive on the market? Now is the perfect time. We are all facing great challenges in terms of the energy transition. And there is not much time available. The automotive world needs to catch the energy infrastructure. And we are missing the energy infrastructure at this particular moment. The political situation is not good. The rising energy prices we are facing every day. And of course, we will need all the participation and the stakeholders to be innovative in this energy transition. Investments will be huge. And in some cases, of course, there will be very positive aspects like new jobs. Money will be rounded within the European Union, which is not the case now with the fossil fuels where the money flows away and similar. So the infrastructure, the energy infrastructure needs to catch the demand. André, how long does it take for a charging station manufacturer to bring a new product to the market? Usual design cycle is one to two years and depends on the available R&D resources and of the core team structure. Namely, the EV charging station is actually made out of three main components. And this is the power stage, the main charge controller, and so-called HMI, Human Machine Interface, which incorporates also payment and billing nodes and security. So what we see is there are two types of companies, customers of ours, engaged, and the ones which are coming from IoT world will need some more guidance on the power bricks, on the power stage engineering. And on the other side, the ones coming from the power stage, the power experts will probably need some more resources dealing with high-end computing for the charge controller with connectivity, security, and so on. Yes, uh, I would say one half to two years, including the standardization and homologation will be needed. When we look at the full picture again, I mean, thank you for elaborating on the various aspects that do take time, but what options do manufacturers have to reduce the time to market? So there are several options available. Of course, the simplest is to use the white label options, which are available. Some of them are available on the market. But with that, you rely on the original R&D owners and you lose the momentum in sense of the future upgrades. Second one is recommended from our side. So this is from using the modular or semi-modular approach where the 
customer brings together EV charger within the bundles of different modules, a charge controller with software embedded, power stage, HMI, with payment and billing included, and so on. So the decision is always on the customer side. We always recommend make your own judgment on the missing technology, which can be covered by module. And this is definitely a good sign is to save time and money. And with the usual modular or semi-modular approach, you will save three to six months of R&D cycle easily. Andre, how can the electronics industry, or more specifically, EBFO, help with those approaches? So we have quite some options available through our suppliers and partner network. So besides Townet Embedded, which can serve with different modules out of the industrial PC family with different form factors like Smart, like upcoming OMS and so on. This is, of course, one option. In the pool of partners, we have companies like Ioteja, which is specialized on charge controller modules. And Ioteja, they are already 15 years on market. And they are not supporting only the high-end edge computing nodes, but there is a plenty of knowledge also on the power stage, on the auxiliary power supplies or the AC chargers, including the electricity meter and so on. We shall not forget our vendors, our core power vendors like Infineon, ST, OnSemi, and NXP, which can support our customers with evaluation kit approach. And this is not just a usual evaluation kit approach. It's actually they can deliver the bill of material. They can deliver schematics, Gerber's, actually all the content for the blueprint PCB approach. And this is again fast track to market because customers can simply clone their power stage. And this is, of course, very useful for the DC charging stations and the DC wall boxes. So, Andre, you already elaborated a little bit on my following question, but still, just to make it really crisp and clear, which modules do EBV or Alvnet already supply for chargers? As I said, from Alvnet Embedded portfolio, we are already engaged with smart form factor portfolio. They're usually based or we prefer to use the IMX course from NXP. There is much more to come here. And in a couple of months, we will have really a charge controller bundle together with Lumisil analog front-end evaluation kits. And this is really state-of-the-art currently. The other approach is, as I mentioned before, modules from our partners like Ioteja. So Ioteja is really gaining the share. They have experience on the market. And the main differentiator is software plugin charge embedded on the module. And of course, all those guys already gained their experience on AC charging, which is especially important due to networking. And especially because this know-how will be used for the DC chargers as well. And actually, the rest of the modules are really connected to semi-modular approach, where, as I mentioned before, the, our core suppliers can deliver professional evaluation kits, which can be more or less cloned. Andre, what's the role played by software in charging stations? Well, the software is a key differentiator, you know. So saying that, of course, the EV charging station, first of all, needs to charge properly. And on the top of that, the charging event itself needs to fulfill all the requirements from different owners. 
so system integrators, utilities, and on other side, the automotive world. At the moment, software is a core visible role within the energy sector, especially talking about the smart grid. We are facing also optimized RTOS systems or home plug green fire protocols with ISO 15118 and different kind of connectivity protocols like OCPP, MQTT, and so on. So many other, let's say, traditional smart grid standardization bodies like the LMS COSM are also entering into EV charging market. And I believe the software itself is a wide specter of differentiating facts. And of course, just taking in account also the data privacy, which is a very critical point, talking about the new age smart grid. And of course, when enter into the non-intrusive like kind of protocols, we need to be extremely careful about GDPR rules. And this is important. And software and all this is on the shoulders of the software. Do EBV, Avnet Abacus, or Avnet Embedded also have a part to play in the wider software perspective? Are there such things as software modules, for instance? Oh, yes, we are investing a lot on it in general, but also in EBV, we have great AI experts already. And yes, we are looking deep into the artificial intelligence and into the Internet of Energy world. And as I mentioned before, the pattern recognition and non-intrusive load management and similar All these options present, let's say, a common value for the customers in following years. To be clear, we don't want to enter into competitive game with our customers, but we are carefully looking into the common era, let me put like this, in common era of prosumers, meaning consumers, we can produce energy, which could share the exits of energy in the future. And this will bring additional value into the grid. And yes, I would say the artificial intelligence modules embedded on the components, on the microcontrollers or modules, I believe we will see this as a Lego blocks in the future. And Andre, how important are standards, you know, for hardware, but also for the software side of things? <laughs> it's very, it's extremely important, you know. So the energy sector is nothing else but standards, you know. Standardization bodies are actually the core structure of the energy sector. And yeah, historically, we know that the design cycle of the meter, it takes a long time because even if you want to launch a new meter on the market, it will take minimum four years to pass all the PTB tests and the standardization, which is needed. So yes, very important. What we are facing here now is, let's say, software add-ons. And within the energy transition period, there are some other ecosystems where interfere. And I believe the standardization bodies needs to act fast and to be innovative, especially when we talk about future decentralization needed on the grid. That means even we will have to deal in some sort of industrial blockchain and new tariff handling systems. And this will need a lot of work from the standardization bodies. Are standards-related matters exclusive to policymakers, or what role does industry have to play? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a very good question. Look at the uh, situation we are living nowadays. It is the first time in our history when the automotive industry was dictating the tempo to the energy sector. 
In last decades, I must say the utilities, the energy providers, DSOs, were pretty calm compared to the energy transition we are living now or energy transition years to come. So this situation is dictating the tempo now to the standardization bodies and to policymakers, if you want, and they need to lead the show with innovations, in my opinion. I'm sure that in next 10 years, the market will stabilize. That's a fact. Production will catch up with demand. Different business models will be there, as well as different forms of electric vehicles and the market of used electric vehicles will be there, established with refactoring and reusage. This is especially important for the battery recycling. And I'm sure that the mega sales of the electric cars is still to come and will start to ramp up. And there will be no need to ban, in my opinion, of combustion engine car sales by 2035. The European Union, in my opinion, should rather regulate a single system of payment and authorization of a fast charging stations along motorways in which billions of euros have been already invested. So I believe that there is still much to be done here and we need to have innovative people everywhere. So when we focus our perspective on charging stations once more, how can charging station manufacturers differentiate themselves from each other? if their products are the same at the core? I mean, what about the modules that EBV and Avnet can offer? Yeah, that's a good question. Yes. I mentioned before differentiators within the software add-ons, but you know, what we have here is a sandwich strategy, right? So do you agree? It's actually on one side, we have automakers with their needs, wishes, possibilities, and so on. And on the other side, we have utilities, DSO, energy providers, and so on. So the EV charging is just in between. So in order to differentiate, they need to serve both sides. If they serve only one side, I believe this is not a clear differentiation. So we need to serve both sides. We need to see what are the core software ingredients they need for further analytics to grid balancing and so on. And there is a lot of things upcoming, as I mentioned before, blockchain and similar. So there will be a huge economical need and massive aggregation trend, which needs to bring an added value. And that's a fact. So there is a land of opportunities here to differentiate on both sides. So Andre, we have a better understanding of EBV's and Avnet's role in this, and you're the director of the city and infrastructure segment at EBV Electronic, how has your work been received so far? <laughs> well, I, I'm yelling into the ether now. We are ready. Come and see what we can do for you. <laughs> I'm doing my best. So I have made my vertical prognosis, let me put like this day, and some promises to my management. So there is nothing but a passion. So energy for me is a passion and my passion is energy. And yeah, the old Rick said, what is the life without a passion? And you are with the Passion for Technology podcast, so the right place to talk uh, about these types absolutely, of things. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, Andre, how much can your work reduce the time to market in terms of charging station development? Do you have any insight into that? Yes. For charging station development, so using a modular or non-modular approach, 
or both or combination of both, which are the most of the cases, we can reduce the time for approximately a year. If I compare the design cycle from scratch to the modular approach, it's one year advantage, I would say. And don't forget, huh, we are still not out of the semiconductor shortage crisis. And alternative search and compensation is still a major part of our work. But this is what we do. Huh? We are EBVs on stage for last 50 years. And we are semiconductor disty. And yes, it's absolutely a good time to have good friends. You know, that would be a great ending note if we wouldn't have a tradition of asking our guests about when and how their individual passion for technology developed. Since you've been on the podcast before, you need to give us another perspective on how you developed your individual passion for technology. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I believe there is really a lot to do. Actually, all the green deals defined in the past will now accelerate. Unfortunately, the situation is like this. We will see different dynamics. We will see residential ecosystem growing. We will see intelligent homes more and more. We will see decentralized systems. We will see sharing of energy between the neighbors in clusters. We will see energy storage booming. And at the end, the internet of energy is actually the dynamic which we all need to follow. So energy, as I said, is a sector which will make a differentiator and which will impact our lives. You can see it today when looking on the electricity bill or the <laughs> oil and gas bill. And this is, you can see, it's actually impact on our daily life. And sooner or later, everybody, each of us will have to deal with it. So that's the, you know, great outlook into the future. But when you look to the past, when you look at where your passion for technology was born, Did you expect this degree of dynamicism that you would end up facing it once you progressed as far as you have by now? I mean, is this dynamicism something that the young technology geek André Aurel was expecting? <laughs> no, no. We have to adapt, you know. Our lives is to adapt. As I said, the energy passion pulls me in and I'm in now, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been in this for a while now. So thank you. Yes. Thank you for Thank you, André, for all the insights that you've shared with us today. Dear listeners, if you'd like to get in touch with André, you can reach out to him and you will find all the contact information on this campaign and about André Orel himself in our show notes. Please feel free to subscribe to our podcast, Passion for Technology, on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of the other popular podcasting platforms. André, once more, thank you for rejoining our podcast and all the insights you've shared with us today. Thank you, Mustafa. It's a pleasure.